Short game-wise, yes, I can. Long game-wise, no. No, I have not. He's talking the long game. They played the long game. The long game. They gotta play the long game. They played the long game. They're experienced and they played the long game. game is back all right hey and welcome to the long game podcast i'm dave this is casey case okay, um a lot of reaction from your friend group from this podcast this week they uh, one of the exact quotes was dave gearhart has a, well it wasn't dave gearhart it was misspelled it was dave, dave gearhart Gear just um complete he, disrespect like try yeah. less of course but he did pay you a compliment at the end of that he said he has a nice podcast voice um, and speaking of nice podcast voice, you might notice uh, Dave made me get a new microphone this week, so I don't sound like I'm underwater like Aquaman anymore. But I will say I did pick up, in addition to a mic in the last week, um, a daycare virus. So you can really hear the RSV in my lungs if you really, really, really hone in on it. So yeah, that's like it sounds like a tour event. Like this week, the PJ Tour is at the RSV Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're taking a, a pause this week in our corporate uh, sponsor challenge, but. But uh, yeah, that's going on. All right, so so we hit the ground. We hit the ground running this week uh, mm-hmm. with with the pod. And um, first episode is out. And uh, actually, let me just refresh the stats real quick because it's it's worth checking this out. Um, we are now up to fifty four downloads all time. And so I'm not and, sure. And can I just say too? Um, yeah. And this is a little bit of a problem this weekend. If you see Dave and I at the grocery store, or you see us at the park with our kids, please don't ask for a photo. That's our time on the weekends. You get. Thursdays with us, be, you know, it's free. Be happy with that. Please leave us alone in public. <laughs> Maybe Thursdays. We'll see how quickly we, the editing happens. The um, funny thing is that might actually be a problem for you. That is not a problem for me. So do you have a, the Dave fans out there? So this is actually a serious a bridge from this. Mm-hmm. When I lived in Boston, um, you know, you'd often see people from the sports world around Boston, right? I'd right. see a Morris twin don't know mm-hmm. which one walking down Newberry Street. Yep. Uh, I saw Julian Edelman at Mother Juice one time, right? Sure. My, and Leah gives me so much shit for this, but it's like, I feel like it's an appropriate. When I see somebody that I know, if they're famous as, as, as an example, I actually think it's cooler if I don't do anything. And I'm, I'll do like the small, like fist bump, like on the way out, I'll be like, what's up, man? You know, something very subtle. Yeah. No, I love that. What's your I, uh, I was uh, probably maybe a, a month or two ago, I was walking down Newbury Street and I was like in step with Robert Williams, the third, formerly of the, of the Celtics. Um, and I was, there was like three people coming towards us on the sidewalk. There was no one. It was like a Wednesday, 11 a.m. And like two guys came right up to him, gave him the fist pump. And I just was like, you know what? I'm going to let him enjoy his day. Like I, I love this guy and I love him so much. I'm going to let him enjoy his day and not not bother him at all. So yeah. And I, um, I want people to think like, man, that dude, that was just like a cool regular ass dude that just said, what's up to me. I wish all my fans were like, yeah, that. I'll tell you another, a, a good move you can do though. I did this at a Celtics game once. I, I was just walking in step. I looked over, it was Jonah Hill. So I reached over, I said, Hey, Hey Jonah. And I shook his hand. I go, good to see you again. And then I walked away. <laughs> and I'm sure good. to this day, he's like, who the fuck was that guy? <laughs> I'm sure he has that a lot in his life though. So, but but keep them guessing. If you can, if you can leave a lasting impression with a celebrity, you should. Even if it's like psychological warfare. 
the good to see you again part. Oh my, how many times like that happens? Like if you meet, like if you meet a, like a friend or a yep. friend of the family, yep. I always just kind of pretend like we've met and I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, Hey, h- yeah. how are you? Yeah. Like I get so uncomfortable when somebody's like, have we, have we met? Yeah. And, and then you have to explain it. That's a, that's a power move. Well, I can give you a great, one of the all time great uh, moves there at a wedding cocktail party. Someone you kind of know, can't quite remember their name. My dad, uh, I think he invented this, but you go up to the person and maybe you're introducing them or whatever, but you say, uh, Hey, oh, I'm so sorry. I forget your name. Uh, and then they say like Jake and you go, no, you hit him. You go, Jake, I know your name's Jake. What's your last name? Because <laughs> it has I, to be the right kind of person though that, right? Like it's, Someone you should know their first name, but last name, it's not that disrespectful if you don't remember that. But it's a great way to unlock that first name without looking like an asshole. I love that. And I just outed myself for doing this about 200 <laughs> times over the last 10 years at weddings. So, no, what's your last name? Uh, related to that, my move with like, especially somebody like in a customer service role, like, to, hey, what's your name? Casey? Yeah. 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 Casey. Thank you, Casey. Like, <laughs> just it makes you, makes you feel really, yeah. <laughs> makes yeah. you feel really yeah. good. I feel seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of texts. A lot of texts were like, this guy, Casey Ford, he's got a, he's got a personality. He's funny. They and, spelled um, my last name right? Yeah, they did. You know, you, you got one of those easy Ford, you know, nobody, nobody's in, nobody's slandering your last name in the text messages. That guy, whoever, I hope he's listening this episode. G, <laughs> spell my name. G-E-E-A-G-E-E-R-H-E-E-T. Like, just. You're not going to believe this, but he's a lawyer. A lawyer? Yep. I'd expect more out of a lawyer. They got big, bigger fish to fry than spelling. Um, we got one listener in Sweden. Um, we had initially talked about per, uh, figuring out how to say thank you and welcome to the podcast in Swedish, but Casey got RSV, so we didn't uh, we didn't have time to do that. But oh, you don't think I know how to say tack? Is that what Swedish? it means? Tack. T a c k is 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 thank you or tusentack, which is a thousand thank yous or like you know really really thank you. So wow. And uh, sp- I, I, of- I have to, I have to, sorry to interrupt. I have to assume that's a Spotify executive in Sweden. This is like considering making some kind of lucrative offer for us. So no, it's quality, out. it's quality control. It's a, it's Swedish intern. They make go and listen to all of the Now garbage. I got this new mic. The dollar sign just went up. Price just went up, buddy. Yeah. What, you know, yours the, the fat Joe, the fat Joe line after um, the locks and dipset uh, versus battle. He's, Jadakiss like rap live for the first time ever and Fat Joe's just screaming into the mic about Jadakiss. Yesterday's price <laughs> is not today's price. And I, it's the best. I love that. That's a sample on a uh, Pusha T song. Anyway, that's for okay. our rap podcast. Which, man, we have so many deep cuts in, in, in the rap world, but that's a, di- that's a different one. So anyway, la- last week, the guys were at the uh, RSM Classic. Speaking RSV of- RSV Classic. Or the RSV Classic. <laughs> Speaking of um, Swedes, uh, our guy Ludwig, did you know that like around the Ryder Cup they started pronouncing he must, some his people must have gotten in his ear. They start his his name is Ludwig Ludwig Ober. I am so disappointed. I was ready for you to to butcher the last name so I could jump on you because I heard this yesterday too. Yeah, Ober. But I, I feel like too. I so I had been I had been watching because one of the guys from the No Laying Up podcast TC has been on this guy Ludwig for like for years and it's just it's become a thing and it was his guy and then like he you know he made the he won that DP World Tour event he got on the Ryder Cup team he's just been unbelievable so I've had his name in my ear for a little bit yeah um, this is the first time I've well Ryder Cup I watch it but he's an absolute 
freak. Final round 61, tied the 72-hole scoring record on the tour, matching a 253 of JT at the 2017 Sony Open. What's crazy when people when when these guys black out and shoot 61 like that, I mean, it just makes me think about how hard golf is, right? Like I could go in the same course and go and 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 be lucky to shoot in the 90s. This guy shoots a final round 61. He made one bogey all week and he turned pro five months ago and he's already won on the dp world tour the pga tour and obviously most people will have remembered the absolute throttling of of uh scotty and brooks at the Ryder cup nine and seven yeah i mean and it's it's a good it's a good thing and a good time to to for him to get the uh the word out on how to pronounce his name because i think this is a guy you're going to hear about for a very very long time i think he's he is already one of the the most hyped uh, prospects to really come on tour in a, in a really long time but not many guys like that deliver like you said two wins um in the six months six months ago he's he's in college right two wins Ryder cup win um setting these scoring things he i think he was last year uh, offered something like two and a half million to go to live and he, this you know in six months on tour he's he's earned like over three million so he he made the right choice there, and people don't need to, you know, watch the CW to see him. So he he came out golden on that. But um, yeah, I think he's just going to be a monster, right? He, 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 I think him making that Ryder Cup told you all you need to know that they not just thought he was good enough to play, but they wanted to get him some reps because they see him as the guy for for you know a decade or two on that team. So exciting times for him. He's he's a he's a hell of a player. Fun to watch. He absolutely mashes the ball. Uh, if anybody doesn't know that, uh, he's like a 185, 190 ball speed guy, which is just insane. And if you go, I, if you haven't seen him swing, go to YouTube and just pump, put it in there because his swing is so, it's so smooth. It looks so effortless. And how far and how fast he swings the club, it's ridiculous. Crazy. I looked, I just looked it up for this week. Um, he averages 309 yards off the tee, which is obviously insane. But his driving accuracy. So we talked last week about your boy. What was that guy's name? Phil Atkins? Or no clue, like, but I knew it was 69 the 60, fairways in a row. The 69 man. Ludwig this week hit 82% of the fairways. So that's 46 out of 56 fairways. And like yeah. we don't we don't know where those 10 were. Maybe it's just yeah. like in the right rough. But imagine right. hitting it 310 off the tee and hitting 82% of fairways. It's insane. It's just, it, it is. And I didn't even think about this, but where is he from, Dave? Uh, he's a Swede. He could have oh, been the listener. He? Yeah. Could, oh, and he won this week. Could it be... I don't know if he downloads it in Sweden, hops on a plane, wins the RSV Classic. Uh, is that kind of, or is it parents? I don't know. I'm going to say there's some connection here. Um, he seems yeah. like a Spotify guy too, right? Like he's no, not going to be an Apple no, Podcast guy. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think so. A lot of, lot of banter this week at Long Game Pod HQ about whether we should share the Spotify link or Apple. And I'm glad that we went with the Spotify because we got, we got Ludwig uh, yeah. to listen to the pod. Anyway, um, that's all we're going to touch on did you did you watch any of the golf this week uh a little bit aside from um contracting rsv um RSV. i spent a lot of time uh to and from um you know hospital settings with uh kids and and birthday parties to spread that disease to others so um no not too much but uh, i did get to watch some of the highlights last night um and i the thing that really i took away from it um i watched the back nine the, the replay on Golf Channel last night. The whole thing? Uh, no, the back nine. Sorry. I know, but like the whole back nine? Yeah, I don't watch commercials and stuff. 
Okay. Um, it's like 40 minutes. Yeah. Around that. Um, and I, 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 it really just struck me like this is, this guy's going to be around for a while. And the tour is almost in this point where I want to say like, it's the next generation coming because it's not like a replacement generation. It's just what golf does. They kind of, um, reload, right. And they, they add more competition, but they're in a really good place. Like that you can already start to see this next generation forming with him. Um, Sam Bennett, the Gordon Sargent, that kid from Vandy hits the ball 600 yards. Yeah. Um, Michael Thorne Bjornsson and it, Tom Kim's like 20, 21. Thigala's tw- 24, 25. Like, um, it's in a great place. Like it, it's, we saw this happen with like the Ricky JT Spieth generation. And I, I feel like this is kind of the next one. It's, um, it's a fun time. It's, it's why, what makes Tiger, what, what it's what makes what Tiger did so incredible. He, he dominated a game so much that he inspired a generation that he then had to compete against. You know, these kids aren't going to have that problem, but they've got, uh, you know, the fallout of just the popularity yeah. and stuff. So, so they all kind of have time. like this similar, so this is where, and I'm, I'm not super deep on like the whole rollback and technology and the ball and clubs discussion, but one thing that I don't hear a lot of people discuss about that is these guys have all, like these kids, right? They've all grown up in the era of track man and coaching and yeah. video and technology. And Instant it's like, feedback. If you watch some of these, like if you watch Gordon Sargent as an example or Sam Bennett, or Sahith, they kind of all have this like crazy side bend. They have this like, their swings don't look like the swings of people who played golf no. 50 years ago or even 20 years ago. And so like, it's like, yeah, on one on one side, like the technology has gotten better and the ball goes further and the clubs go further. But these guys have learned how to swing, like how to move their body and swing in a way or like even just the way JT moves. Like that's a big reason they're able to generate so much speed and and so so consistent and there there's a lot of like they've they've under they've un, these guys have unpacked the craft of of a golf swing and broken it down and people like love to shit on Bryson for how nerdy and into the swing he is but like that stuff is all true like they've they've found the science of this and they've they've been able to you know you you think yeah. like you think Harry Varden or <laughs> or Bobby Jones or whoever was like you know, they, they kind of understood the biomechanics of the body a little bit, but now like I go to a guy down the street who puts me on video and there's an AI body mm-hmm. scan of like my pelvis rotation. And right. that's what these kids are learning at 12, 13, 14 years old. It's a, it's a great point on, on Bryson too. Cause I hadn't really thought about that, but like, I remember the first time I really started hearing a lot about, um, a lot of those kind of things were when Bryson came out and they were like, Oh, he's a, you know, an engineer and he's, he's, uh, in the, in the lab and he's, you know, he's cutting his, his, uh, his iron longer, uh, swing speed. He's trying to get to this spring swing speed. I know that that's a big thing on tour for forever, but, um, that was the first time I felt like it really made it more into the mainstream, those kind of conversations. Um, and it's a good point. I mean, he's Bryson did kind of push the game forward more than i think we've really realized looking back now right i mean and then he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth um just a product of living on the cw again but uh it's interesting like like so many people are chasing that speed i think even even some of the guys i think rory had said like he got caught up chasing that speed and it kind of hurt his game right yeah bryson oh that's the, that's the, that's a miss for me the the rider cup (laughs) leading up to the right and we'll move on from this segment in a second but the rider clip uh, the Ryder Cup clip of him 
in his match, I think he played Sergio, where he drives the first green. Yeah. <laughs> then he's walking yeah, down the first fairway with yeah. his putter raised. And then the he made hat. like a he made a 20-foot eagle putt. That was elect an electric moment. Yeah. As electric as you can have in that kind of hat. All right, let's uh, flip over to the Grinders Tour. Casey and I, every week, um, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to get so deep into the world of picks, given the fact that uh, combined we watch about eighteen minutes of golf uh, each week, at least right now during this season. But um, each week we're doing the Grinders Tour, which is we're gonna pick a guy outside. We're gonna each pick three people outside of the top one hundred and fifty. Uh, Case, how did your guys remind everybody who you picked, and let's go through how they finished this week and what they made. Yeah, sure. So I, I went with um, uh, Grayson Sig. I went with Ryan Palmer, and I went with Tyler Duncan, who was the um, the previous year's champion. And I, I think I told you right here last week, Dave, that he loved the course, and that was a guess because he had won there previously. But turns out he did love the course, and he loved it again this year. Uh, he finished in a in a T three, so he was my my big money maker. Um, and I and I. Why don't you give your your picks too, and then we can give the uh, leaderboard. All right, yeah. Then you can move the mic stand out of the way, and we can get that. Um, we sure. can get the we can get the cash. Uh, sponsored by Cash App, we can get the Cash App yeah. stuff in the background. But uh, I had uh, our boy Camillo. Don't know why. You know, they, they think he's going to go back to back or do something meaningful. But respectable finish. Did all three of your guys make the cut? Uh, no, they didn't. Ryan Palmer uh, took the weekend off. I gave him the weekend off. All right, so so two out of three on the cut. I had Camillo Vijegas, uh T58, made the cut. Harry Higgs, the big rig, he had missed 15 of his last 20 cuts, but because we had some money on him, ha- uh, my guy Harry made the cut, finished T68. And then uh, Big Stu, don't call him a unit, uh, Stu Sink. Um, I, got some, I got some fan mail, by the way, who said not only is he a unit, but he's in his 60s. That's right. Uh, T44 yeah. for Stu Sink this week, so. I didn't make as much money as you, I don't think, but uh, all three guys made the cut. You, and uh, You don't think so? No. Okay, so the updated scoreboard is, um, where was it? Well, I can just move it here. Um, Dave has 60,443. Yeah, baby. Uh, and Casey came in um, at 724,500. Wow. Thanks to your boy, Todd Duncan. What was his name? And we'd love to have Todd Duncan on the on the podcast, Tyler Duncan. <laughs> Tyler Duncan um, to you. Um, so again, uh, the whoever I think we're going something like that was the first of uh, thirty four um, tournaments we're going to do this, and whoever has the the highest leaderboard money money list uh, on the leaderboard um, will get to play in a, a tournament of their choosing, and the other will uh, have to caddy. So funny enough, I um, for Halloween, uh, my wife, daughter, and I were masters caddies got like the real jumpsuits with yeah. the name plates on the back. Yeah. Uh, and the company that I bought them from just sent me an email. It said Black Friday sale, early early bird code. So if you want to get ahead of that, Dave, you let me know. I can send that over to you. And it, this is like an actual company. Like wh- what are they, do they sell caddy bibs and they're running a promo? Like, hey, if you need to get a caddy bib or is it for costumes? Well, we don't do free ads here, Dave. But if I were to, I would say if you go on Etsy and um, type in master's caddy uniform, uh, it will be one of your first choices. That's how you get sponsors. Those you have to like. You have to start plugging. Okay. Take it. Okay. I'm, um, so those just, are our just, picks. It, well, and so just say stuff is sponsored by by stuff until like yeah, like say uh, no how, more. How I mentioned Cash App, like you know, it's fine. I don't even know if that's still a thing. If people use the Cash App, good question. Or right, Venmo. So whoever those pays are our more. guys. Seven cases almost up at a million. Uh, Dave G, a cool sixty grand. Um, 
But if you were in our Slack this week, you would have thought that uh, Tiger Woods was playing in this event, but it wasn't Tiger Woods. It was actually a, a, a fellow from Aiken, South Carolina, uh, who went to the University of South Carolina. Aiken, which I Googled, is not the same as University of South Carolina. Sounds like Aiken, but his name is, last name is Atkins. It's Matt Atkins. Casey was blowing me up all weekend, selling, sending me this guy. And then before we record today, I'm like, dude, how about Matt Atkins? And he's like, who? <laughs> well, to be clear, I wasn't blowing you up this weekend. I, I blew you up on, on Thursday. Because, uh, oh, no, he no, Monday qualified. Did he Monday qualify? Well, there was a great uh, video the tour put out. Um, he, he Monday qualified. Yep. A real journeyman, it sounds like. Um, and what I pointed out to Dave was a very uh, religious man. Um, and made a comment towards the end, like, this is God's plan. If he, you know, it sounded like he was at a crossroads, uh, whether this guy was going to continue chasing his dream or, um, you know, uh, if the dream's going to happen or not. Um, and it sounded like he had conversations with his wife about that leading into this week. And he, he Monday qualifies, but he said, look, it's his plan meeting the big guy upstairs. It's his plan. Um, if he wants me to, you know, you know, make the weekend and get a, a paycheck or, or, you know, send me down a different, different path. And I said to Dave, this is a, this is a tough look for God if, if this guy misses the cut. I mean, um, there's better ways to tell someone that to give up golf than this publicly. Um, but he did make the cut, um, which, which you, uh, you let me know. But um, what, what did he end up making, Dave? <laughs> and this is, this, is, this is not about the money at this it's point. I mean, he's... look for God. It is. Look, I don't want to put, uh, you know... I don't like to call people out on episode two, but if he had missed the cut and after this guy had said, look, he's going to show yeah. me if he wants me to continue chasing. Right. You know? All right. So Matt it's like Atkins. I said last week, if no one, if no one tunes in from Sweden, I don't know if I'm going to do this again next week, Dave. First thing you said, I got good news. Thank you, Ludwig. Uh, Matt Atkins. So he made the cut. Fantastic. You got to make the cut to make money. Uh, he finished T38. In this tour, on this tour. On this tour, oh. Not in live. Which is, yeah, everything's paid for. Uh, Matt Atkins, T38, he shot, uh, he was 12 under. He took home $35,700. Now, uh, not about that, I'd say. I think you might get maybe a little blocky effect here where you're going to see some sponsorship stuff, maybe more Bible Belt type companies, but there could be, That's I think he's going to check in, uh, cash in on this more than just the... The, uh, the, the, what, are, what do you say it was 30,000? Yeah, but let me do the whole, this is my whole, like, hold on, hold on. Let me just, let me just get some math up. 35 grand. Let's say he'll keep 60 grand. He'll keep 60% of that after taxes. He, he's, that's, that's, he's going to be looking at a direct deposit, a wire probably today of 21,000 bucks. What's going to the caddy? 10, well, he didn't win. So maybe 2,000, two grand. Yeah. Tough. I hope you're right because I was. I'm rooting you know, for him. I look, hope you're I, right. Look, look, I was rooting from the whole time. It was God who I was had my eye on, saying, "Let's yeah. pull through here for this guy." Yeah, yeah. God can be a bitch. Um, so that's that's tough. I mean, that's the whole crazy thing about golf, right? Which is like, man, and this is this is like, if you're one of these guys and you had the opportunity to go to live, like, how do you not go and take the money? Because this guy's like absolutely grinding his face off like it's not like he got into this event and was like going no. broke and made 35 grand like a week he was grinding his face a week ago he had to monday qualify to even get into this event and did you and you saw how he how he got in i did not it was like a six it was the start of the video it was like a six footer that like caught the right edge and curled in 
And you so, could see the look on his face, just like relief. It was so he's got to do that. He's got to do that to get to, to make 20 grand. And yeah. I'm, I'm not, you know, poo-pooing 20 grand to anybody, but like he's got kids that, that that's real. But does he get, so, so you're saying like, maybe he gets something from here. Maybe this becomes a nice, a nice story, but like, do you get, is he going to get more eligibility in tour events because you make a cut? Like, do these things stack in any well, way? I'll tell you, based on that the interview we were talking about after Monday qualified, I think the number one thing he's going to get here is a little leeway at home to keep chasing this thing. <laughs> yeah, you know? Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I you make so. it. You make you can make the cut against some of the best players in in the world. You that. Right. Like, uh, how do you how do you stop is my is my right. question or to that. you know based on his story to Monday qualify get in the event and miss the cut he could still have gone through all that and not and then and, uh, not to yeah. harp on on this but look you say what do you want me to stop I the big guy upstairs told me he gave me this sign I got to keep going so a future I'll say a future hopefully a future um, grinders tour pick for one of us all right this week the PGA tour is off. Uh, I was all ready to make picks for this week, and then, and then uh, my co-host here sent me a message and said they they skip a week for Thanksgiving, so we'll be back at it making picks uh, next Monday. We'll be making picks for your boy Tiger. He's back. His event his, in the his in the Bahamas. Right? It's the Hero World Challenge, and we got the news. Uh, uh, we were the first to break it here in the Long Game Pod. <laughs> the cat yep. is back. He's playing. Tiger should be there. I I I believe he can ride in a cart in this. Right? It's his show. Though it is like something. a sanctioned event where there's some, um, it's funny, like Liv can't get world ranking points, but this like week after Thanksgiving, Tiger Woods Bahamas getaway is, uh, you know, a sanctioned event. Go ahead, what were you saying? Does Tiger, the Tiger does it for you? Uh, he does it in so many ways for me. I, I didn't, I don't even know what you're asking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Tiger does it every way for me. I will. Wa- I'd watch that man compete. Like I, I'm all over the content where he's like caddying for his son. I'm like, oh, he's you know, good strides up that hill. <sighs> yeah. You? Look, you. First of all, you you spent a good two minutes last week praising Patrick Cantlay. So, <laughs> like, I love a Cantlay. Choose your, word, choose your words carefully here. Yeah, you you even pissed off your dog. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Big tiger guy. Girl. Look, it's a guy. Mo. Guy. Uh, no, I, I don't want to say he doesn't do it for me. Maybe it's because of social media. Like I just, I don't care that much. Like unless, unless he's in contention in a like, it, of course, like yeah, 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 yeah. twenty nineteen. Like it's it's just, and this is the hard part about about like if you're in the golf media or something, right? You gotta you gotta have stories. You gotta. I, I just. The, the whole Charlie thing is overblown to me. The whole like yeah, that tiger, makes me uncomfortable a little bit. Ti- yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. Like imagine if it's that like was the your. Deuce, it's the Deuce Tatum thing. I don't know if you follow. Yes, this, I, I have. I don't watch like, much. I, it's like, like that let this kid grow up before we, you know, make him a god. Totally. I don't even like having my kids publicly on on social media, right? And 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 again, don't approach us at the grocery store. But go ahead. <laughs> don't don't approach us. But like, it just it just doesn't I, look. I love golf, but I love like. I'd much rather rather watch a vid, watch Tiger like hitting balls than being like, oh, he was spotted here, he was doing this thing. Also, I know this is slander on a golf podcast, but like, not a great guy, not a, not a great not a great person. Fantastic golf talent, and I get all that. I'll never forget driving to uh, this might have been in our like um, intern days when 
when this happened was it 2009 yeah was was uh, 2009 the big was was when tiger's uh whole car whole car thing happened i feel like i was driving to to work listening to wei and like this whole thing broke and i was like what this guy but i don't know since then it doesn't it doesn't do it for me i'm all about like i'd love to see him win more majors i'd love to see him be in more contention obviously the 2019 masters was was insane but it, it doesn't doesn't do it for me in that way and i'm sorry yeah, no, he he. I, I'm in for everything, Tiger. I, I'm with you. It's obviously more. Uh, I'm I'm turbocharged on that when he's contending in a major, but I'm also in it like when he's like, you know, two under at the Masters, two eight on day one. Yeah, of and course. And the leaders at minus six, and I know he's probably gonna like you. You, you used to follow like Tiger Tracker, right? Yes, right? Like, of course. So it's just faded for you a little bit. I think like my love and enjoyment of the game of golf have has like outraced my tiger in in a positive way. Like tiger yeah. is what made golf that way for me, and I love the tiger tracker, and it brings me back. But like I, I'm more interested in the overall in in the overall game and as a sport and as a hobby. Right. Obviously, what he did was insane. I have his book behind me. I still watch a bunch of his videos and everything. But um, yeah, I, I mean, and on on the point. You're right. Not a great guy, um, from what we hear. Um, but as I always say on stuff like this, um, I I know for a fact, Dave, you've probably danced to Pretty Young Thing at a wedding before, right? <laughs> I have. Yes, I okay. have. I actually. There you uh, go. Yeah, and, and I got um, a doc, I got a two part documentary on HBO for about Michael Jackson that might change your mind. You know, what I mean, like everyone's a. This is hard. I was yeah. I was I was working out this morning. Uh, I'm a man of Jewish of Jewish faith, and I was listening to Kanye West this morning. So, like, who am I? Who am yeah. I to say? You know, it's tough. It's a it's a it's a wild time to put your stock in anyone. Just all right. So so Tiger. So watch me watch me get glued to Tiger playing at the <laughs> playing at the hero. Oh yeah. Um, by the way, just while while we're talking about it, you, you mentioned Charlie. Like, what do you think? Go ahead. I was just going to say, and you and and maybe t- um, uh, two things are kind of hit me at once here. But we know that his caddy is with Cantley, right? Who do we know who the ba- on the bag? And is it Charlie? Wouldn't that be something? Just like a one week um, Bahamas thing, but. Should I go ahead and break that news right now? Is that a take? Like, did you make that take up on your own? Well, I know. So we know he's caddyless, right? Um, uh, Joey LaCava went to Patrick Cantlay, a la the Ryder Cup, um, yeah. Roy McIlroy. Um, As he should. The better yeah. the better player. He went to the better player. <laughs> More charismatic, yeah. Project um, Pat. Uh, squeaky clean, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think... Um, I don't know who who's going to be on the bag this no, week. No, this is He's great. Back. Maybe the, maybe it's already been announced. I'm not sure. Um, and, and if you're looking for a podcast that does research before they they hit record, you're in the wrong place. But uh, I'm going to guess if it's if it's like a one week off, he just needs someone because he's not coming back for a tour event for a while, right? This yeah. is his event. He's probably not playing. Maybe the first time would be, I don't know, Augusta or I don't know um, if he if he can even get there. But could it be Charlie Woods? What about Fluff? What about fluff? Where's oh fluff at? I, I I don't know if this is the right time for it. I got some fluff fluff stories though. <laughs> of course, you, I can't mention uh, a person. I rode in a podcast. van with fluff once. It was uh, one of the best five minutes of my life. You hotboxed um, a van with fluff? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Maybe All I right, so we'll be back. 
We'll be back next week talking Hero World Challenge. Casey will have the latest on who's on the bag uh, for yep. Tiger. And most importantly, we'll, we're also going to bring back this um, wildly popular segment. Casey had the, the line about um, Davis Love if khakis were a sandwich that, that went viral. Um, yeah. 36 record, views on our Twitter account. Record so, numbers this weekend, I heard, down at the Davis Love Grid. <laughs> record numbers. They turned out some some, you know... Ham and cheese sandwich and and uh, I don't know the most turkey Ice-ies. most turkey clubs in a six week and in, 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 uh, <laughs> since uh, someone completed the the Davis love, love challenge which was eating two turkey sandwiches but you have to be wearing khakis yep absolutely. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll we'll have a restaurant picked out for next week. Um, but this week there is no tournament. But it made me think of, you know, this podcast is just about us talking, being silly, talking about golf. A memory from my childhood that is that is a staple of the Thanksgiving week used to be the Skins game. Where oh. what happened in the Skins game? It's gone. Okay. Do you do you remember growing up watching the Skins I game? Lo- Not only that, I, I had some family out in Palm Springs, uh, California, the Indio area. We go out there. Uh, every april um never timed it for that obviously but we, we actually remember one of my earliest rounds i remember ever playing was at landmark uh out in out in uh, near indio california and it was where they had this the skins game um for a couple of years and it's so funny that was like one of the first because they used to do it they do it at night sometimes or like kind of dusk no i feel, I feel like, like that was the evolution well of they it. did yeah they abc went on to do those things and they did like the annika versus tiger thing but yeah. i i remember watching that I feel like there was some stuff on primetime, but maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm misremembering that, but, um, I, it, it, it resonated with me so deeply as a kid that it's like, that was like the first game I remember playing with my dad when we would play. Like, obviously we were not playing, we're paying for like, you know, 50 cents or whatever a buck, but like, that's like, for some reason, like that's when I was a eight year old playing golf. I'd be like, we're playing skins. Skins. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the, the the glory time in our lives would be like the high school high school period. Let's say two thousand one. Yeah, two thousand. I'd love to know who was playing. Okay, here we go. The two thousand. Let's start can starting I, in two thousand two thousand one. Skins game winner. You get well. Do you have the what is it a foursome? Do you have the full foursome or just the winner? Uh, there's just the winner. Uh, I gotta I gotta say like Fred Couples won like the majority of those. You're close. The 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 two thousand one Skins game winner is no no other than uh, Greg Norman. Ooh. Uh, the runners up that year were Tiger, Jesper Parnovic, and Colin Montgomery. Wow. 2002 Skins game, Mark O'Mara. Mm-hmm. 2003, oh, so for your boy Freddie went back to back, 03, 04. Good years and, for his uh, back. This Wikipedia page says that Fred Couples was actually given the nickname Mr. Skins Ooh. because of his dominance in the Skins game. He won $4.5 million in 77 Skins in 11 appearances. He won five of the Skins game overall. Um, yeah, Google Mr. Skin. You're definitely going to see a lot of uh, <laughs> Fred Couples stuff. <laughs> totally. Totally, Fred. Mr. Skins. Uh, wrapped a Fred Funk, 05. Stephen Funk. Ames, 06. Stephen Ames again. Oh, God. This was how, such a bad period for golf. E- even if he didn't play, how did Fred Funk beat Tiger Woods at anything in 2005? That's incredible. Because it was 2007. Tiger was just probably out on the West Coast doing his thing, not really into golf, happened to have a late night. I mean, there's a whole sub side there. And then the last winner of the, uh, of the, two, of the Skins game was 2008 KJ Choi. Wow. And that was the last one. 
Yeah, this one says the 2009 Skins game was originally set for Thanksgiving weekend of 2009. It was canceled in May after LG pulled out of the sponsorship. They said that there was poor television ratings for the event that led to its permanent demise. I mean, it's tr- the problem with all those things is, and the Ryder Cup doesn't have this problem, um, but at points they do. It's when you get like four people on the course, there's a lot of downtime. Yeah, and that's and that, a li- that's, that's a bit of a, ch- a bit of a challenge we talked last week about about the uh, the virtual league, right? How you how do you keep that? I guess you don't have to walk so far in between shots, but how do you keep it exciting with just yeah. four guys, right? And 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 what's hard is like appealing to the masses with that type of content. Like I actually think like four PGA Tour players mic'd up would appeal to like the golf sickos like you and me where like yeah. i i actually don't care like i don't want the like tnt you know charles barkley joking around with jt stuff like i want to know like what shot did you hit there what lie did you have the wind was off the right like that type of shit i would eat up that you that want would, the you want the greller cam greller cam i can't get i can't get enough of yeah, that i would that pay 9.99 a month for the greller cam It'd be awesome. Yeah. And then just, or to see like one guy and his caddy actually never talk and he just like can't lay, just goes up there and just like feathers an eight iron in there. There's just, there's no, there's no conversation at all. all right. All right. So there's no, there's no skins game. That's a bummer. There's kind of like this whole entertainment golf thing. And we'll, we're going to talk more about the, the TGL in a minute. But uh, we thought we would, we would talk about some of the things that we're thankful for golf Mm -hmm. edition so we each have three things in the golf world that we're thankful for and if you're if you're listening at home maybe take a minute and think about some of the things you're thankful for i'm a little worried about mine i i i i'm worried that i went too real and too serious and i don't have the access to your notes and you're you're going to be electric (laughs) at this exercise so i want you to why don't we go one for one sure you go i go Tell me the first thing that, that that came to mind that you're thankful for. And real quick, we should have done this up top, but let me wish you, Dave, and all the listeners a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Um, and say it back. <laughs> thank, happy Thanks, Thanksgiving, Dave. Case. Okay, we're, so, we're, uh, we'll be down in the Massachusetts area. So um, Awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, go ahead. Hit me. We'll have RSV for you. So um, for Thanksgiving, uh, things I'm thankful for in the golf world, anything, um, I think... Some of the things that you're most thankful for, you don't even realize because they're things that um, you're used to. But sometimes when those things that you're used to are taken away, they're very evident. And I just want to say, I'm very thankful for Shot Tracer, Tracer, Dave. Shot Tracer, uh, when you don't have it and you're, especially like, I don't know, somewhere where it's, you get dark skies, you just can't see uh, what a great invention. You watch these old highlights or some clips from the Golf Channel from, the, you know, the 1994 Wachovia Open, whatever. You get no idea what's going on. They could just be cutting to stock footage of a ball laying on the green. Uh, this year, Dave, I'm thankful for Shot Tracer. That's really good, man. I'm not even being, I'm not even blown. That's a great, that's a great one. I, I, It's totally one of those things that you don't think about until no. you don't have it. Right. A good shot tracer is is electric. There, I don't know. I don't know which broadcast it is, but there are some broadcasts that it's like not on every shot, and I don't understand. Well, why. it seems like there's some issues with. Is it like maybe the British, or excuse me, the Open, the Open Championship? Um, I think there's something where they share like the world feed, and maybe the world feed doesn't always have it. Um, or Sky Sports didn't have it. And they, there are some tournaments where they don't. I think 
Augusta may have held off for a while, but but um, of course they did. But they um, acquiesced. Give me a but fucking break. What do you? How do you feel about this? Real quick, the uh, I think CBS debuted it. Was it the Ryder Cup or was it oh, the end of last year? Where was the predictive thing on the green? Where um, like on a par three, as soon as they make contact, it, it they showed a green and they show you where the ball is going to land. Oh yeah, I like hate immediate. That. Hate that, that was a little too much. No, that's that's the whole thing about that. That's what's great about golf, and I love that. That's what like the shot tracer is just enough to see to like to give you a sense because yeah. you you know like w- without the shot tracer, don't you feel like for some reason it's the way that it's filmed? Doesn't it look like every shot on TV is going like way right? It, it, yeah. I, oh yeah. Or like it looks like it comes off the face way right, and it's like this beautiful high draw. It doesn't make any sense to me. Go watch like a Tiger highlight hitting like a a big like draw with like a a three wood from like 1996. You're like that went directly right. You There's can't no way it. that's near the green, yeah. and, it, and it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that's a good one. Shot tracer is a good one. Yeah. Um, also, you've dabbled on the. There's apps now where you can do your own shot tracer. <laughs> and, yeah, those are a little. I mean, maybe there's some more expensive ones that are a little more accurate, but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could, I could with that with the ones we have now. You could slice one out of bounds and make it look like it went right. Yeah, down there's the a lot of comments on like on like good, good, and some yeah, of like yeah. the golf Instagram. Like those guys just get destroyed in the comments. They're all so good. They're all such good players. That'd but, be a, that'd be a hilarious one of those. You know, the people that are like, "Here's my round," and it's in like you know five minutes is every shot. They're just like sped up, yeah. but the person is just like. And wherever they're hitting it, the ball, the shot chip is just like stri- striped right down the like, middle. Like, you ever seen that guy, Mac Butcher? He's a lefty and he just yeah. hits these like ridiculous slingers. Like, yeah, yeah. People hate him so much. They, they post like the meanest things. It's like, how many takes did that? How many takes did that take? It's yeah. like, get, who cares? All right. So, mine is actually semi related to this because there's, there's the Ooh. same technology involved, but um, I'm thankful for TrackMan. And this yeah. is something that until about a year ago, I had absolutely no experience with. And there's a couple. So, TrackMan. It's, I mean, this, I, I, I want to do like a whole segment. I'm sure somebody's done it, but the whole segment in general on just like how unbelievable the technology is. I don't know yeah. if it was Israeli, Israeli people or someone else, but it was originally some, some former military person who had experience like tracking missiles. Yep. Um, is what they use to create the radar system for TrackMan. I love it for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's made golf an all year round sport for me. So there's a place yeah. that I can go locally where I can hit balls indoors. And I used to think, ah, I don't want to hit balls indoors. Hitting into a net is not fun. TrackMan is literally like playing like the best video game ever. There's hundreds of courses you can play. It's it's very real, better data than you get out on the course. So it's made it so I don't just pick up a golf club for the first time in April. I can I could I could hang up right now and go go play 18 holes down at the simulator. It's awesome. It's also helped me learn that there's like a right way to swing a golf club. And it's I played golf for 20 years in my whole life and had no insight into the mechanics and the fundamentals. And I had taken a bunch of lessons in the past, but nothing ever really stuck with me until I got lessons and it was on a track man because then someone right. could say, like, hey, hey moron you're wrong. You see this thing that you're doing? Like yeah. your swing direction is minus 10 degrees left. Yep. So you're going to create a cut and look at how much spin there is. You're never, you're probably really bad player in the wind. And I'm like, yes, I'm terrible in the wind. I can't play. Mm. Well, here's why. So, um, I, I, and I think back to what we said earlier, this is one of the things I think bigger than the ball and the clubs is track man has had a, the, the impact that a track man is track man has had on the game of golf. Do you think if you if you didn't have that access to that uh, indoor facility that you you spend, would you uh, look into getting a TrackMan or building a little space for yourself at home? Like, is it or would you travel? Like, how would you rather? Would you travel far to go to that? Like, it seems like a big important part of your game. So, if you moved or something, you were still cold weather. 
Yeah. It's it's tough. So right now in the in the house that we're in now, I couldn't because the the highest ceilings that we have, unless I put it in our master bedroom, which probably would that probably be not going to work. Um, I don't have the space for it. I think if I had a huge house and I had space, then yes. But it's also you know it, it's not accessible for everybody, right? right. Like, it, am I going to just write off fifty grand and go buy a track man? That's that's a big. What's well, the thing? It's it's these things have got to start coming down at some point, right? Yeah. Yes, but I've I've also hit balls on other, you know, they make the they, there's some are, yeah. there's some stuff like you can get a me there's some other ones that are like 299 and they're they're more affordable. In and that they world, give if you, you're not accurate, it's worthless, right? Yes. They can give you you can get like okay data, but it's very like I actually got a I actually have a two hundred dollar launch monitor that, that I keep yeah. in my bag and it just gives you um distances and that's awesome for outdoors in the range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for like you know distance control and stuff and swing speed, but yeah, you don't you don't get any of the. For me with the TrackMan, it's not about the club distances. That's pretty easy to get now. It's about yeah. the swing path and the swing plane and the direction and the mechanics. And so I would say I would probably find myself driving to go to to go there. And yeah, I, the reason I ask is because I don't it. If you don't live in the Northeast or somewhere cold, it's. I don't think you'd think about it a lot. Like growing up, we didn't have those kind of places. You, you, you're, how long was your season? Like four or five months. And like, you know how many times I got like a club I like really wanted for Christmas and it's like, great. And it's like, what the, what am I going to, I'm just stare at this thing for like four and a half months. Then you get to warm weather. The last thing you want to do is practice. You want to get out there and just go. Yeah. So um, that's why I asked about like, would you get one or would you look like, how far would you travel for one? Because I think it's that, uh, I haven't had a lot of experience on that, but I think if I, I did, it's that instant feedback that would help me most because I could you yeah. can feel the right way and the wrong way to do things. And that's so much more important than someone telling you yeah. how to hinge something at the top of your swing. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's a lot of this stuff for me now is like the chi- is, is chicken and the egg. Like we happen to move to Vermont and I happen to live one mile away from a golf course. And uh, yeah, I don't believe that, but yeah, sure. Like, look at this beautiful <laughs> house. Like, you hear like we, in the background. We happen to piping drive. And then and then a guy that I start getting lessons from happens to open an indoor facility nine minutes yeah. away from my house. In, in like an area. And what's great about it is that it's 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 not like out in the middle of nowhere. It's in a it's in like a plaza, right? It's like right. where you might go for other errands and stuff. And so I gotta go out and get lunch or I gotta go to the doctor or whatever. I gotta go out anyway. So I think a lot of this has kind of like fueled my golf hobby now but the, yeah. th- those things have definitely helped but i i used to roll my eyes at like hitting balls indoors or the simulator i i couldn't live without it it's it's super fun i'm all hot and bothered i want to go there right now all right yeah we, we got to get those things down like I, my next door neighbor i remember for uh growing up for hanukkah got a cd burner it was like 2500 bucks <laughs> and now insane. computers don't even have cd burners anymore right so like it's yeah. that that technology has got to come down, right? I, I remember getting the first MP3 player I got. It, yeah. it could hold like eight songs. Yep. The memory card was like it's like sixty four gigabytes for yeah a billion dollars. So I mean, you got to get it down, but also I I think there are more places like this popping up, and so instead of instead of owning a TrackMan, you could join a place like this and for two hundred bucks a month have unlimited access. It's like a new gym membership, right? Yeah. Love it. All right, what's next on your list? All right, I'll go quick on this one um, because I don't think it's for everyone um, legally, really, but um, gambling. Um, 
we in Massachusetts here, we got gambling legalized probably uh, two or three weeks before March Madness um, this year. Um, but just being able to golf, uh, bet on golf is so much fun. Like not just like who to, uh, you know, picking winners, but you can do a lot of different stuff. You can bet on individual holes. Um, you know, before the grinders tour, sometimes, you know, there wasn't much for me to root for watching the, the RSV classic, but, um, when you get a little skin in the game, it's, uh, it's fun. So I'm thankful this year for legalized gambling, which I like to do on golf. And, and so what, what do you typically, will you just bet anything where you're like, I want a reason, is it like, I want a reason to pay attention to the golf or is it like, I'm, I'm betting Rory to win the masters, which is never going to happen. Sorry. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I've lost some money on that over the years. Yeah. I I like to do it. Like I'll do, I love first round bet like on like a Wednesday night, be like, I love uh datagolf.com shout out datagolf.com. I don't know if you've ever, uh, perused there, but, um, just like digging into the statistics and and course history and strokes gained and uh, momentum and you can kind of it's fun you try to pick like uh, this guy you know might get out to a good start and um, you can hedge that so I do everything from like first first round leader to obviously whoever wins the tournament to um, they do pods a lot of time it's like here's six people who's going to be the best out of this pod so you can kind of create some odds against some um, you know, I try to stay away from Cantlay because the only thing worse than seeing him do well is to lose money on that. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's fun. You don't have that up in Vermont yet though, right? Uh, we don't, I'm not really into gambling though. I don't, yeah, I don't see that as a Vermont priority. No, Bernie, Bernie would not be a fan of that. No. All right. Though he can ball. He's just not betting on it. No, he can ball. All right, so you got gambling. I'm going to give you uh, a thing that I'm thankful for is walking. I'm a big walker. Walk. <laughs> just Yeah, just the ability to walk. Yeah, you, no, you're just making me look bad to my wife. Oh, Dave went with walk. You said gambling. <laughs> Let's split those up, okay? No, I, I don't know. Gambling, like, look, I loved actually sports gambling. I love sports gambling more so when I was in college, and it'd be like you bet $10 to win five grand on a 60 team parlay, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I tell you, Dave, there's a lot of stuff I like in college. I still like one day I'll too. grow up though. Me too. There's some, there's some things. Yeah. But no, I don't know. It does, uh, doesn't do it for me. Gotcha. Um, I don't, I don't know why. Um, but I like walking. I like vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me more about this walking. <laughs> no, I think, um, uh, I love to walk when I play golf and I yeah. feel like I don't play great when it's a situation where I'm forced to ride as somebody, I, I, I just like, I don't get in a rhythm. You get paired, you know, you're in a cart with somebody, maybe you didn't want to ride with that person. I love mm-hmm. the, I love the, like the hit a shot, good or bad, get out and walk. I love the rhythm of it. I like when you're, when you have a good group, you got a good group of four people that you're playing golf. I love the kind of ebbs and flows. Like I'm not going to get all like, I'm not going to grill you on the first hole, Casey, about your job, but like over the course of the round, you know, you're kind of like standing on the eighth tee and you're like, Hey, so how's that thing going? And I, I love it socially. It's just like, and I think this is what people, when people see golf, they don't often see this, but like you're outdoor, you're outdoors for five hours. You are carrying a 20 pound pack on your, uh, on your back and you're walking for six to eight miles a day. And yet you go play golf and you go home and your, your spouse or your wife or whoever is like 
come on, let's go. You just played golf all day. I'm like, I just went yeah. for an eight mile hike with a 20 pound bag on my yeah, back. Yeah, that, that's the part I want to clip <laughs> for my wife. That's the part where you just read up those stats because I've said that too. Yeah, like I always say to her, like, I, I at some point I want to take you, I'm going to give you a 50 pound bag and we're going to hike around uh, six and a half, seven, seven and a half miles of undulating terrain, terrain um, in the heat of the beating down you, the sun's beating down yeah. you. And, you know, swinging's not easy either, Dave. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I, I say this to a lot of people who are, who are newer to the game, and usually those are folks that, for a variety of reasons, are, are more the cart golfers. Um, cart golf and walking are two different sports. There's a reason why, like, the scrambles and that stuff is cart golf, right? It's not, yeah. uh, and, like, competition really is, um, is, is walking. There's something about um, the pace of it, um, the time in between shots, the rhythm. I find the rhythm. When I'm driving in a cart, I'm like, hurry up and get there, hurry up and get there, right? And when I'm walking, I just find, like, my body's more at ease and, like, I'm not rushing as much because... It's just, you know, you in the ground. So my least gonna... favorite thing about taking a cart is um, just like not being able to go to my ball. Like I <laughs> hit mine way right. Can you I... hit yours way wow. left. We're going to drive over to see if we can find yours. Then we're going to drive over to see if we can find mine. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, but let's be honest, Dave. The A lot of that comes from you're not far right. You're down the middle and you're with someone that's having to go find one to the left. And if you're a good golfer and I'm not necessarily putting myself in that category really but playing with people that stripe it uh you can almost you can almost feel it uh, uh you know on the seventh hole when oh yeah sixth straight time we've been looking for a ball and and you're not anywhere near your ball so i can well, i see have that the self-awareness the, have yeah. the self-awareness to be like this is where education needs to happen this is, uh, you don't need to play this hole yep. charlie like yep, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. made you know six nines in a row just like just pick up but also uh walking i play with this group of uh, guys regularly on a Wednesday and everyone's a pretty good player. Right. The pace is amazing because like I can walk and you're, you're plenty good. This is, this is like, I could, I can walk 20 yards like diagonally to you and not worry about my life. Yeah. And that helps keep the pace of play up so much when everyone's kind of like hit and walk and hit and walk. Yeah. It's like when everyone has to be far back of that one person who's like the limiting factor for everybody else's pace in the group, yeah. that's where like the thing breaks for I, me. I don't know if you found this bef this too. I think it has to do with this a little bit, but um, I've definitely found it both ways where if, and this is all walking, um, if I'm playing with someone who's better, like who's a, who's a, a significantly better golfer than me, especially like a ball striker, I find myself like I'm, I hit the ball better. Right. And if I'm playing with someone who is not really a great golfer, um, I find myself more often playing worse than I normally do. Do you find yeah. that? Yeah, of course. I do. For sure. I do. I mean, I think it's one of the outside of getting instruction. I think one of the things that's made the biggest difference in my golf game is being here. And I happen to happen to become friends with this guy who I moved to Vermont. I need help with my business. He's an accountant. I find him through the place I play golf at. He's a scratch golfer. We become friends. Yeah. come April, he's like, hey, can you play during the week? We have a spot open in our regular game. And now all of a sudden as a six, seven handicap, I'm playing golf every Wednesday morning with three guys who are zeros. Yeah. And it's yeah. like that, that rubs off on you. Like it's, it's in a weird way. It's kind of like that uh, older brother thing. It's like the younger brother that's been playing with this older brother forever is going to be better, right? The vet, like you yeah. being around better golfers um, and just observing 
like the things they do, not even even picking their brain, just observing the way they course manage. To you know, for an example, like, and then so so much of it is mental, and I I do believe that your your brain and your subconscious takes over in so many ways. And so if you're playing with guys, if you know if you're playing with a group and everyone's got the shanks or they can't hit the ball in the air, your brain is going to revert back to like back to that somehow. Yeah. And subconsciously you're going to start whacking it all over the place. All right. So we got minor great healthy, you know, drink water, vegetables, walking, you got gambling. What's your third? My third is volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great. Perfect. No, Thank you. Um, I needed to get something like that in there. No, um, uh, another kind of random one, but something that I don't think about a lot, but it, uh, when I do think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a, a big part of my golf life. Is uh, and I believe maybe you follow them on Instagram, but Zyre Golf, Dave, do you follow, follow Zyre Golf on on Instagram? Of course, yeah, I've heard of Zyre Golf. Yeah. I, I don't know why and how, but like, and I don't follow a lot of. I'm not one of these people that follow like a million different things. Like, I'm very selective. I, I don't know when, but like, that's like the only source of golf. Like, not news, but like viral <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's all them. Yeah. Like, and maybe I'll see it on Barstool or, or yeah. other ones after, but for some reason it's, all, and I'm sure it's an algorithm thing, but shout out to the guys from Zyra Golf who uh, keep me informed and show me all the, half the funny shit I so, bring up so on So sorry, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, is the thing that you're thankful for is Zyra Golf? I, well, I, if I knew more about them, I could specifically tell you, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm not thankful for like the digital like handle. Whoever's behind that, I'm just going to say shout out to those guys or girls. Yeah. Or people, or yeah, or um, you know, AI. No, it's great. I mean, whoever, however they've done it, it's like a I my brain like kind of goes to like the marketing and content side of things. Like so much of content creation is just, and I, you have this, and this is why I wanted to like align myself with you and do a podcast with you. But some people just have have it when it comes to like picking what stuff is funny and what stuff is going to land, and like they whoever is responsible for picking their content, it just lands so perfectly right. with, it's with a, golfers. It's a curation. But that's the thing. It's like, so I see the stuff there and then I see it a million other places. And again, maybe that's yeah. just the algorithm. Right, and who knows? Yeah, and who knows? And also like there's stuff that, their page is so big and popular now, like there's stuff that they just kind of like re reuse the same stuff. But yeah, 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 totally. The, that, the that, content that, that I can't get enough with, that I can't get enough of is the like, we got paired with this guy content. Yeah. And, but I tell you, my bullshit detector goes straight <laughs> of up. Course, of course, so many, of course. Some of this stuff is ridiculous. And, of and course. Why wouldn't you do that and get a viral video out of your stupid buddy, like, right. you know, playing without pants or something. But I'm like, oh, look at this guy we got paired yeah. up. Or some like, of them yeah. are real. The, some of the waggling ones, I'm like, there's no, there's no way. Right. Or there's just like stuff where like, you know, there's a text message, like, you know, someone sends like a text message to their wife and their wife tries to send some like, you know, naughty, flirty text back, but it's yep. actually golf. Like, I don't believe any of that shit. No. Or the, or the like, uh, this guy's wife showed up to the golf course. It's exactly. like, no, they fucking didn't. Like, or, or the, <laughs> my favorite one that's, and I like, I always look at the comments and like, I'm like, I can't believe people are just eating this up. Like it's real. Yeah. There's one of like, um, Oh, a woman driving a cart. Her husband must be in the cart in front, which doesn't make any sense, right? There's like just two people have two separate carts. Um, but she's like holding the bag on top of the cart. <laughs> you seen that one? He's yeah. like, honey, no, no. It's like, yeah. there's no way that's real. Yeah. Who is who is positioned 50 yards back in the fairway recording that? No, there's no way. <laughs> there's The one that's real though is that dude that took his shirt off. You see that one recently? Yeah. He says, uh, you want to you see heaven? You want to see a, heaven? What a line. There's so many. I mean, you we could we could spend an hour talking about yes. Zyre Golf. 
So I'm thankful for that. What did I say? That um, you want to see heaven shirtless guy? It's what did great. I say? Oh, Zyre Golf. Sorry. Zyre. Shout out Zyre Golf. Zyre Golf and gambling. Just the complete degenerate. Uh, and shot tracer. There's a lot and of technology shot in shot that. Shot and volunteering was in there somewhere, I think. Volunteering was in there somewhere. Um, volunteering my time to go through Zyre Golf. I'm, I can't even focus right now because I'm just scrolling through ridiculous Zyre Golf. <laughs> Like there's the clip of Ric Flair, the one friend on the boys golf, uh, the one friend on the golf trip. And this is the Ric Flair where he's talking about like how many drinks he had before he got to the, got on his flight. It's just, it's, it's constant. Uh, I don't know. I have to bring this up because anytime I think of it, I have to say it and I'm, uh, this could be its own segment, but my favorite all time golf video. I don't think a lot of people have seen it. I think I'm responsible for, for sending it to 50% of the people, but have you ever seen, I don't even know the backstory of the woman it's like a pro-am from like the early 90s and she's on the tee and she just stripes one like directly left into the crowd and then she re-tees and does it again <laughs> have you ever seen this no you gotta oh send it to me. man i think we might have to spend an episode on that at some point but there's a clip for people, you people out there know what i'm talking about there and someone in the crowd and they caption it in the video uh just says make her cut it out like she's a danger to the entire course. It's one of the all-time great. And I don't, and the woman's like, she keeps shrugging. It's like, why are you firing these balls at these people? Uh, we'll put it on the page. Uh, I'm sure there's a million people who have heard, um, who have seen it and definitely not a million people listening right now. So. What's the Clemson head coach name? Dabo? Dabo yeah. Sweeney? There's, he sprints out of the tunnel and says, when you, when you forgot your wedge on the previous hole and have to run back. Like This is our like new segment is where we um, just, watch Instagram videos and tell you what they are. Everyone listening is, is uh, you know, the, the 52 Swedes that listen to this are going <laughs> to like it. All right, my, my last one, I, like I said, mine are all going to be too serious to, to do this, is uh, finding a good instructor. And this is actually, this is, turns out, we all have egos. We think we know everything. And it's like anything in life, whether it's business, whether it's fitness whether like it's like the same thing like you want to get in better shape like you could do workouts at home that's great but like hiring a personal trainer and being accountable and having to show up biggest thing for me is having it's actually getting golf instruction and i i went in this hole where i'm like trying to do it myself on youtube going to somebody that you can see regularly that learn that knows you that knows their shit that actually can coach you is like that's the best roi that i've spent ever on golf and it's made a huge difference and honestly it's the reason I enjoy golf so much now is because I see how to get better. I see that I'm getting better. I, obviously, golf is still so maddening, and I could go shoot a hundred on any given day. Right. But having some instruction has made a has made a huge difference in my enjoyment. On of any the game. day, you shoot a hundred on any day. Uh no, no, no. Because you know my my claim to fame, right? Seventy seven or a hundred. I shot a seventy seven and a and a hundred in the same week. <laughs> And I had I one. Saying, no one has range like that. No I did one. have one. I did did have one tournament this year though that I shot a forty six on the front, and it was a bad. It was like double every hole, double, 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 triple, Ooh. double, and and it was a tournament where like I had to post the score. Like everyone was going to see that, and I was like, and I literally couldn't hit the ball in the air, and I I made the turn, and I was like. I'm so close to like, I really don't care. Like who, why does this matter? I'm just going to go in my car and go home and just like withdraw. And I shot 36 on the back, 46, 36. And so that was actually a big moment for me this year where like, I think in the past that would have been 46, 48 and just like want a quick golf. But it was like, all right, we got this back together in the realm of like respectability. Yeah, no. And I think that's good for you. It's like, if you drove through like a really rough neighborhood, it'd be like, 
things are worse, Dave, out there. So for a good golfer like you to have a bad day, I think it's some perspective. So yeah, what you take away from it. And by the way, that that is my claim to fame, um, especially this course I play a lot uh, uh, in the summer up in Maine. Uh, the 50, 36, 86. That's, 50, the, that's, the, that's the Casey Ford. <laughs> 50, 36, 86. All right. We're going to, at some point, we're not going to have the time for today, but we're going to talk more about, I want to, I want to hear more about what it, like, how do you shoot 50, 36? Um, well, mm-hmm. let's, let's skip over that stuff for today. Do you want to hit on, uh, what, what part of the news is, is relevant for us to, to hit on this week? Well, I think the virtual league, the roof collapsing is pretty big and that might delay things. Right. So, um, I feel like momentum was just starting to build for that and maybe all news is good news, but, um, yeah, it looks like they're going to be set back a little bit at their, their facility in Florida, huh? It's tough because a lot of these there seem there's all these things that keep happening in the world of golf and they all kind of seem like half baked whether it was right. live whether it was this thing and I don't know if this is like just a coincidence or not uh, I'm not an architect or designer but it kind of just looked like a tent <laughs> like, yeah so like the power system failed I'm like yeah okay well my roof's not coming down if the power system yeah. fails but this is so, an architecture podcast. So that that's supposed to be starting in January. It doesn't seem like that's that's going to be happening. But no, nothing else was damaged. So it looked like one of those retractable roof type things. Like okay. a tent so they just have to roof. rebuild the whole thing, but nothing was damaged. Yeah. Um, you put in this great clip this week of uh, Victor Hovland. Oh yeah, that crazy shot he had from from what the bridge. Yeah, yeah, it made me think. Like, what's the what's the craziest shot you've ever had? Like what's the craziest lie or, or have you ever had like a, a bridge shot like that? I guess it'd have to be almost in like a competition because yeah, I feel like you wouldn't want to ruin your club on like a so, Wednesday, right? This is kind of what I, what I put in here, but I, I don't have a, I don't have a specific one that I can remember, but a, uh, an old roommate of mine, we, one time we heard, uh, Phil, Phil talk about how, when his ball was on the cart path, he often never took a drop because yeah. it was a perfect lie. Like, yep. and that's the most Phil thing to ever say about your ball being on the cart path. But yep. so anytime I'm on the cart path now, I'll send him a picture and say, and say perfect lie. But I was going to ask you like, what's your threshold for, for <laughs> club damage? Like, I guess if you're playing in a tournament where you got to hold a ball out, like you're going to go for it. But like, just, just last week I'm, I'm in the desert and I'm on the rocks and I'm like, eh, like I don't, they don't right. need my score on this hole. Like, am I really going to try to roast a five iron and like break my wrist and hit, hit something off a rock here? Probably not. Yeah. I, I, I generally, yeah, I'm not hitting off of, you know, something like that. Like obviously car path, you're going to take a drop, but like a, like a tree root or something like that. I will say, and I, I put in a member guest a while ago and I hit, a, I, I was just trying to think is would I ever have a shot from a weird lie. I hit a shot. I drive so so far right. It went two fairways to the right and landed on like the tenth green, and I was on like the fifteenth tee box. And it was in a tournament, and the people who were playing were like, "You got to play that." And I'm like, "I'm not gonna. I'm not hitting like a hundred and eighty yard shot back to the fairway off in like this big tournament where these green keepers are up for like, you know, weeks trying to get the course immaculate. I'm like, I'm not playing. I'm not hitting a long iron from here. And they they went and got like. The rules people came out, and the greenskeeper's like, "Yeah, you're not fucking doing that." I don't even know what the rule was. He's like, "Yeah, no, drop it over there." Wait, is like, it, thank you. Isn't isn't there a rule though? Like, isn't there like usually like a local rule where like you just get a drop no near the hole? And you yeah, play but it, it? And, a, and a member guess where like this isn't the the world the PGA tour. It's like they radio that guy. He's like having lunch, so it's gonna take him twenty <laughs> minutes to get over there. So it like held up everything. I'm like, guys, I just don't want to. Like, it wasn't like any advantage really. Like, I wanted to go in longer grass. It's just no, um, no, but never from. Um, 
something like that. I'm trying to think even back in high school where in competition, not really, but um, in high school, I'd probably hit off of anything and being an idiot. Oh, yeah. Like in high school, you'd be two down in your match on the six hole and like take off your pants and go in the creek just because. Yeah. Well, speak for yourself, but yeah. <clears throat> I was definitely in the creek. Um, and then you you posted the so so the the folks from the DP World Tour posted. Yeah, do you see this? I the, didn't see it until you posted. It's fantastic. Though. Yeah, they did some kind of version of Keepy Uppy. Um, this uh, hugely coordinated uh, viral video, but it really just made me think. Um, the DP World Tour, and really, obviously, before that, the uh, formerly the European Tour, for years and years, as long as I can remember, have just eaten the tour's lunch for content and like i remember before there was even like really youtube golf right i some of the first videos i saw on youtube were like of the european tour doing these like really cool ideas like the fastest hole or um you know the one hole uh, the one club challenge or um they did this this one thing years ago um where they had a guy just kind of set up i forget the name of the 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 tour member but he just sat up on a par three all day and was like how many shots until you get a, a hole in one right like this really cool kind of oh, creative yeah. that kind of stuff and wasn't I'm, there like Tyrrell wasn't like Tyrrell Hatton like hitting balls off like a runway or something yeah like, that? like yeah yeah there I, I think a lot of that has to do with like the DP world tour is way they're going all over the world and they're they're in different uh, markets where they're doing a lot of activation so you get those like Dubai like I don't know there's a lot of sponsorship stuff where they activate it with some crazy like uh, Ricky's gonna hit the straightest drive down the middle of a highway or whatever um but still, like that, they're they're way ahead of their time um, in in terms of all that kind of stuff. And I'm just curious, like who was at the head of that? Because someone someone had some good taste. What stood out to me is that one of the guys who was juggling. I play golf right handed, but I juggle with my left hand. And there was one guy I've never seen anybody do that, and he was juggling with his left hand. So that's really? all, yeah. Once I saw that, why do you juggle? Just period. <laughs> Like I don't know you. You've never done that. Get out. I of here. have, but you made it sound like like juggle. Is that when I sw- when I'm golfing, I'm I'm swinging righty. When I'm juggling, I'm 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 juggling. <laughs> no, when I'm, when I'm yeah. playing keepy uppy. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And then you wanted, and then and then uh, oh, look at this, thing. Scotty. What does this say? So does this say Scotty Scheffler absolutely works over the world number one pickleball player? Yeah. And and to be fair to whoever that guy is, this was a like a. Uh, 15 second clip wasn't the whole match, but there's a, there's a video going around of Scotty and some kind of pickleball pro-am just working this guy over in a rally. He's supposed to be the number one uh, pickleball player in the world. You can't have someone from a n- different sport making you look like that. If you're going to have any kind of sport that's trying to be taken seriously. I know pickleball is not trying to be, you know, the most prestigious, prestigious thing, but right. um, in some, in some pockets of Florida, it is. It is. Oh yeah, for sure. Pickleball is huge. But, uh, also, that like wouldn't have happened in ping. Like, if you got the best ping pong player in the world, Scotty Scheffler wouldn't hold a candle to that. Yeah, you think anyone's beating Tiger in anything? No, no. Do you think there's some correlation though between like is Scotty just a, a gifted hand eye coordinate? Like, is there any oh, connection yeah. between him being so good at golf and yeah, good and at pickleball? Like, maybe it's like the Florida thing, but uh, it seems like of all the professional athletes that I've seen crossover playing pickleball for one reason reason or the other, it's 95% golfers. It's like Spieth or I don't know. So yeah. either there's a lot of pickleball courts at country clubs, which I'm sure there are, or um, you're right, there's a big hand-eye coordination thing there. I'm sure ping pong is the same thing. 
all right, let's 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 flip over to is that in play or out of bounds, uh, aka our version of buy or sell. I got some stuff that I want to save because I want to spend more time on it uh, with you at some point. But I'm going to actually give you I'm going to give you a short one, and then you you can give me one. Sure. I'm going to tell you something. Is this in play or out of bounds? I hate the end of the round. Take off the hat, <laughs> shake the hand. Hate it. I really? go fist. I'll fist bump. I will go fist bump every time. Are you talking competition? Or are you talking just any any round? Any you, me, your dad, and your friend. We go play. You just want to walk off and never speak to them again. Just go right to the cars. Like I, I don't. No, I don't hate that. It's not that. It's just like I don't feel the need to touch you right now. Like I mm. know how gross I am after playing eighteen, and I'm not even like a big germ guy. I love RSV, right? Like yeah, I. There's just something about, and then if you watch these guys on television, this is what happens. I'm bald man, so I don't have that issue. But they take off the hat. John Rom puts his hand through <laughs> his hair, and then, which is nasty, he's been four and a half hours sweating his tits off out there. He sticks his hand out to then go shake your hand. I don't need that. I don't need that. Good playing you, the case. Fist bump. Great to see you, buddy. I'll give you a hug. Fist bump. Whatever. And then on the other thing, the hat taking the hat off, like. Give give me a break! Like you you are in such debt. You're you owe so much. You, it's a, a sign of respect. And I have one person say, "Hey man, take your idea." And we did get what, what what is this? This is some formal. You don't have to take off your hat. So I I give you a fist bump and I tell you it's great to play with you. And that's what you're going to get from me. Is that in play or out of bounds? I think you're OB here, Dave. Uh, wow. I I've never I've never perceived the hat leave on as a slight, but I will now. Now that I know you're doing it intentionally. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, I think we've talked about this before where there's something about when you play around with someone, there's like a, there could be someone I've never met before, just met them. And by the end of it, like we're brothers for life because we played 18 holes together, right? Like you just, you can create, uh, connections that way. Um, and I'm, I don't care if you want the hug, like, or the, or the high five. I I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a fist pump guy. I don't need to get in there. Uh, you got you to take the hat off, Dave. It's just, it's, it's just tradition. Um, and it's a principle thing at this point. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It's the lack of it happening, which means something. And That's fair. You can't That's say fair. it's not intentional because you just said you do it on purpose. So I'm willing, I'm willing to accept the consequences. That, okay. That's fair. Imagine being like, yeah, I really like that guy, Dave, but I can't believe him again because <laughs> he didn't take his hat off. All right. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out myself here. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to ask you and then I'm going to, I'll get into it, but in any situation, inbounds or OB, iron covers. You're going to out yourself. So you're an iron covered. I'm just, answer the covering. question. Answer the question. In any situation. In any situation. Is it, uh, is it okay to own iron covers? No, it's not okay. Okay. Let I just make can't. I can't think of a purpose. I can't. I cannot think of a purpose that they they serve. You're, these are literally clubs that you're swinging into the earth, which is Correct. filled with rocks and grain. And Correct. So, uh, about a year and a half ago, I got fitted for clubs. First time ever. Was not I cheap. I don't like where this is going. Okay. Um, booked a trip, and no, there was no disaster. We, we booked a trip down to Pinehurst, and I got some shit for having some iron covers in my bag. And here's the thing: I'm shipping brand new clubs I paid a significant amount of money for and waited a long time for. And I'm putting those clubs in JetBlue's hands and in a <laughs> golf bag I'm not 
totally confident in is is up for the task. Um, I'm not one of these guys that are taking the driver head off, um, but I bought some iron covers to put on the brand new irons to ship just in case anything happened in transit. I got a lot of shit for having them and I made the point, look, I don't, I'm, these aren't going in the, in the bag. They're just, it's, it's the same way if I put bubble wrap on them, would you make fun of me? But I still get made fun of for owning and have having purchased iron covers. Okay. I'm okay with this. I'm okay, okay. with that in that context. But Do you hear that they, everyone? How did you get, no, I have, I have a, I have a, you, you said something <laughs> that I didn't like, but I'll, I'll get there in a second. Right. How did you get out? Like, did, like, were you at the hotel room and like you unzipped your bag and you took your bag out and everyone saw all the iron? We were late. Your- uh, we got a, a couple of delays getting down there and we barely made our tea time. Um, we were playing the day we flew down and you kept them on. We had to, oh my the, God. the staff there was like, just open up everything here. Cause everyone had not just their bag in there, but like all the yeah. shit they packed to. Well, like so, when, yeah. When you travel with your golf right. bag, you obviously put 16 things in there. And yeah. when you're me, you have like a thousand props for some reason. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going through like boas and stuff. No, I'm kidding. Um, but when I, like they were just like yard sale here, everyone pull up their clubs, uh, pack everything else away. We'll take the stuff back to the yeah. hotel, load them in the bus, whatever and take your clubs out. But I had to do not just excavate this thing from my mountain that I packed, but then take the bag out, remove all the covers. And I was, I was outed. Yeah. That's, I think it's fine. I think what you went through is fine in their, in their, um, you know, in their defense, it probably does sound like a great excuse, but like, I'm not hiding. Like you, like I've, I've, you could look at, look, Look at no. any look at any TV coverage of me playing golf, Dave. There's no iron covers on when from, I'm playing. From there's a, also from a, no TV coverage of me playing golf. From a from a play, like if you were about to say to me, like I have them on, and like you know, you hit your seven iron and you scrape it with a brush and you put the cover back on yeah. and you put the club back in your your bag. Though I will say that guy on tour that does that, I think uh, Aaron Rye, like had that thing where someone asked him about it and he's like, "Well, we had no money growing up." My dad like sold a bunch of stuff just to get this thing. And I was like, I'm like, I value these more than anything. So I'm going to take a lot of care. It was like, I'm not going to ever make fun of that guy for that. Or I if guess. he wants to ship some clubs down the Pinehurst, I'm fine with it too. Yeah. I mean, he could probably get new clubs like, <laughs> from his sponsor if he take one up. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with what you said about the driver head though. Like I don't put iron covers on my clubs, but I do unscrew. I did when I just went to Vegas, I unscrewed oh, the driver head. I unscrewed the three wood head oh, because that's the one that towards the end of the bag, that's where something that, that would happen. I'm saying, so, Oh man, because this isn't good for me because I've been on the other side of this debate for a while. Um, and the guy that called you give your heart, um, is on your side. So there you go. Yeah. You can't spell I put your them, name, but and it, I didn't do anything crazy. I just unscrewed them and I put them in the head covers and I put the shafts in the bag. I, yeah. Not, I, I just, when I got the ship sticks instructions are like, remove your, the head from your, I'm like, I just got this thing. I just got fitted for it. I waited like four months for it. I've never even swung it. I'm not taking a screwdriver to it. Fair or not fair. Like, I don't, I don't love that. I found this detail out, but <laughs> oh, so okay. trust me, there's way worse than that. I'm okay that it happened. I'm more just, I, I, I can't not picture like the, you and the props, like what God knows what was in your, in your travel bag when you got to Pinehurst. You have no idea. You have no idea. 700 of those, like, uh, that will be my unboxing. We'll start a YouTube Crenshaw channel. Koozies. <laughs> yep, exactly. And everything they own in the pro shop. All right. We have a make the case this week. Why don't you, why don't we wrap up with a make the case? And by the way, if you, we, I want to get uh, for the 48 of you that listen to this, uh, I do want to get Email us long game pod. That's long game 
pod at gmail.com. If you have things that are that you think we want to hear your this is our version of buy or sell in player OB. We got lots of them. I had someone shaking. Yeah, real quick. I had someone reach out last week and tell me they could provide a uh, written review of the Davis Love Grill from experience. <laughs> This isn't one of those uh, reviews where you've never actually been there that we like to give out. So, all right. So, uh, so write a, the, email us that review. Email us the written review of the Davis Love Grill, and we will review it on the pod. All right, Case, tell us about make the case, and we'll wrap up with yeah, this Dave, segment. Yeah, Dave asked me to make a segment where I just come up with some, or I pitch some some weird ideas or things I think you should get into. Hold on, no, no, no. no. You okay, said so I have weird. You said I Dave, have lots Dave of weird plead, ideas. Dave pleaded with me. He wrote me, he called me every day for about a month saying, when are you going to do this? So in my, my name is Casey. So there, that's the pun. Get it? Make the case. You get it? All right. So, um, each week I'll try to have a new one of these for you, Dave, but the first one, um, is one that, uh, I've been thinking about for a very long time. Uh, I'm a huge music fan. Uh, I've probably been to maybe two or 300 concerts in my life. Um, I'm a huge live sports fan. I go to basketball games, uh, football. I, lo- I love live sports, live concerts. Uh, I'm also a bigger guy. I'm I'm six three. Um, on any given day, I'm I'm in the two ten, two fifteen range. Um, you see a lot of stadiums that have these family sections or alcohol free sections, right? Um, different kind of just the idea of having different places in stadiums that that have come kind of thematic. Um, elements that are aimed towards making everyone in that section comfortable, right? Dave, why don't we have tall people sections at concerts or uh, sporting venues? I love it. I and couldn't be more this for is this. It's not for me. It's not for me, right? Like, no, it's not for you. This is not for you. This is to put the people of your kind into one section. My people. <laughs> I'm 5'8". What do I have to say? What do I have to say about, you know? But look, I, I, I'm... I wish I was that kind of person that is at a concert blocking everyone's view and I'm just like having a good time and I, I don't think about it. All I think about is I, that. I'm at a Celtics, tough. I I'm at see a that. Celtics game and like there's a there's a fast break or like say there's a hockey game or breakaway. Everyone stands, you know, the first guy stands up in the first row. Everyone, that wave kind of comes back towards you. I'm the guy that's like sitting on my seat that's up, you know, like crouching so that I'm not blocking the people behind me. Enough's enough. Give me a place where I can uh, be with my people um, and not have to worry about ruining other people's nights. We need tall people sections at concerts. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I actually uh, went to um, went to an event with my kids a couple of weeks ago. One of these like um, you know bl- bluey live like yep. type of things in like an auditorium. We split up. We didn't have the four seats together. Or whatever. I'm sitting with my daughter. My wife is sitting with my son. Directly in front of my my daughter sits a a, a six eight just yeah. just tree pole. <laughs> and me, I'm like, what, what, what do we do here? What what do we do here? She can't see. This is the whole experience. And now I'm trying to like you know maneuver her around. So I I think this is a great idea. I think this would be a great idea. All right, thank you. So that was. Do you think some one. people would be offended? Do you think short people would be offended by this? Why well, do they get? Why do they get an area? Yeah, so you can see that's the answer. I don't mean you, Dave. I'm talking about that person. Um, but yeah, that'd be my response. It's it's for you, you know. Uh, it's for it's for that person that that can't see. Again, it's not. I'm seeing either way, right? Like uh, maybe there's an issue where we're concentrating too many of these people, and now the tall people are are blocking the tall people. But we're going to do something where we rank everyone by height in within the tall section, and then those are the first section, and then uh, kind of stadium sitting beyond there. So. Um, I think it, I think it's 
something that we should explore. I, I think you're bringing up something I haven't explored too much yet, uh, which is people um, not wanting to be outed as not tall, which I think is pretty easy to identify based on my experience. But I think some people uh, <laughs> get out complex, uh, it's a little harder. <laughs> Like yeah, I was dating. I was dating this guy, and he made me sit in the not. He he asked to sit in the not tall section, and that's when I knew that he wasn't the one. <laughs> yeah, he invited me, but he, we just sat separately. Yeah, that'd be funny. All right, so, sorry, case. Um, so that was make the case. That's brought to you by Simply Safe. Simply Safe, great protection, fair prices, easy to use. Simply Safe is the right way to protect your home. Call one eight eight nine one zero twelve fifteen and tell them Dave Gearhart sent you for fifteen percent off. That's simplysafe.com. Do we need to did give I, the, did I do it right? Yeah, you did it great. You make I, it? But but also do we need to do we need to have that like crazy like DraftKings, like if you are addicted to gambling, please call, you know, because we I did just talk wanted about, to get the use promo code Dave Gearhart. That's pretty good. Uh awesome. Dave and that's G E R H E E E E. Honestly, they don't care. As long as you make an effort, they'll give it to you. Yeah. And stamps.com. Don't forget stamps.com. <laughs> All right. Episode two of Long Game Pod. We're out of here. We covered a lot. Uh, if you're listening to this, do me a favor. Whether you have a comment, anything, just to say hello, email us, please. For the love of, for the love of the same God that is watching over Matt Atkins, uh, email longgamepod at gmail.com, longgamepod at gmail.com. Send us your feedback, your questions, your ideas, what's in play or out of bounds, or let us know if you're also a tall person and you support Casey's message to have tall people seating in a stadium near you. Case, I hope you and the family get over RSV. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. We'll save this for another time, but there is no more overrated food than turkey. I wish I just had steak on Thanksgiving. That's all I'm going to say. Rory, come on the pod. He's talking the long game. They played the long game. The long game. They gotta play the long game. They play the long game. They're experienced and they play.